0: Welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Bartholomew Cubbins. Mm. And I'm Reginald? I guess I'm Michael Tabor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are we brothers or lovers?
0: I mean, either way you end up with the same last name.
1: Yeah. Yeah absolutely
0: so it's you know what's even better if you roosevelt it start out with the same last name get married (laughs) save yourself some paperwork listen
1: i just want to know which pornhub category to file these videos under
0: yes there might be no greater accomplishment in 2020 than if you could make a video and you had to find a new tag you had to create a new genre for your for your content great it's pretty much impossible
1: i mean listen i believe in american innovation And I think that uh, you know, with the right minds and uh, a selection of silicone-based products, we can we can achieve some some real next steps. Uh,
0: I think it's important. I'm going to say here, I have I've got we have gotten the occasional comments about how much we talk about pornography on this podcast. <laughs> Wait, who
1: names? I want names. <laughs> That's
0: right. I just want to say, I just think it's funny. And (laughs) sexy.
1: Listen, uh, this isn't my accountability group, so I'm going to remain silent on this topic.
0: Michael, what are we talking about this week? Aside from various pornography. Yeah, yeah.
1: um, I mean, we're never going to get away from that. Uh, We've got a lot of things to cover this week. Uh, As our listeners may be aware, there have been some developments in the death department. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which has thrown our already teetering society even closer to the precipice. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we're going to be talking about uh, her life and policies and then take a brief look at Mm-hmm. What comes next for America? Yeah. Spoiler alert, nothing good. Yeah. Uh, and in order to sort of help <laughs> us navigate, <laughs> yeah. uh, only if you're not paying attention, uh, and to help us navigate uh, that process of sort of looking to the future and seeing what comes next, we're going to be returning to one of our, our Shitty Christian's favorites, uh, Bruce Ashford, friend of the pod, going to be right. zooming in uh, so that we can discuss uh, his article about why Catholics are awesome and you should always make them Supreme Court justices.
0: Uh, I do love, we're going to get into that, but the Protestant inability to be on the court anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, only maybe... cause,
1: it's only because we're stupid. <laughs> That's all.
0: <laughs> I, I, I will say, as a Protestant, I fucking hate reading things. So, like yeah, I, I mean, get
1: it. Uh, anti-reading podcast already well established. But before we do that, yes, we have to return uh, to what I think at this point we have to say we might not be a Netflix podcast, but we are definitely a Jerry Falwell Jr. cast.
0: Yeah. I mean, is there any way to put we that is just what we do? Yeah. At this point. We, we, we are essentially the bad
1: boys of Liberty University off in a corner recording podcast about our fallen king. Uh, And Jerry Falwell Jr. got up to some shit, and then in investigating that shit, I discovered even more shit that I was not aware of regarding not Jerry Falwell Jr., but Becky and her being the fucking worst. So we're going to briefly touch on both of those things. But let's start with the fun part, shall we? Uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. fell down some stairs.
0: (laughs) <laughs> wait, wait, you pushed Jerry Fallon Jr. down some stairs? I,
1: I am not, uh, you know, speaking about my whereabouts on that night without a legal representation present.
0: Uh, good for you. I am a lawyer as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, I've got some shit to say. So this came courtesy of a Huffington Post article that revealed mm-hmm. that the night before Liberty University announced an, an independent investigation to his entire tenure right. as president of Liberty University. Uh, university jerry falwell jr got into that black water
0: (laughs) it's i need a new pseudonym i don't i don't like that euphemism for liquor it just it doesn't it's not black it's not water it's just it's bad all around none
1: of this makes any sense uh and so there was a 911 call from becky (laughs) falwell oh my gosh who uh reported that her husband had been drinking Mm -hmm. she was then asked was he drinking heavily? To which he responded, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> the way every concerned spouse does when they're trying to care for the medical needs of, of their husband or partner.
0: That is so Christian. I love it so much. Yeah. It's very much the like, look, these movies would be totally fine. I agree that they're fascist, but they shouldn't be saying the damn F words. Yeah, so much.
1: That is, that is absolutely, no, it is, it is very much the like pleading the fifth of uh of 911 calls uh the i think the dispatch notes described her as unhelpful which is just just factually accurate in every situation as uh, we'll get to more yeah uh, and so That's
0: the best you can hope for with
1: Becky. Police arrived on the scene around 2.30 in the morning. There is some dispute over the actual timeline. Becky claimed that she arrived back at her home after leaving church around 11. Okay. Which begs the question, what was going on for those three and a half hours? (laughs) I don't think we really have enough information to say at this point. She also broke into her own home. Evidently, when she arrived, it was locked. So she had to use a patio chair to break in.
0: These bitches got so sloppy immediately. Yeah, they I, went from they went from like we are nominally the head of this giant evangelical university and sort of like apparatus to the Real Housewives immediately. Oh yeah, the this Real, the real Housewives sloppy. of Liberty
1: University happened. I mean, honestly. I don't think the Real Housewives are this. Uh, this no,
0: they're way classier. It's yeah. kind of an unfair reference, honestly, <laughs> honestly. for the Real Housewives. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so Becky. Becky comes home. Um, Becky with the bad hair shows up, breaks <laughs> into her own home,
0: with a describes. Patio chair. That's so good. Why did you need that? Okay, <laughs> like,
1: uh, it does. It does lead to some questions, maybe, about the current living situation of the Fallwells.
0: It speaks well of her current uh, upper body strength. Yeah. Her that personal trainer does <laughs> it really work. did. We I all agree.
1: <laughs> that's agree. That's the real takeaway here. She described him as bleeding profusely from multiple <laughs> oh, lacerations no. on his face and bleeding from his ears. Oof. Which is not a good scene. And as much no. as we will clown on Jerry Falwell Jr. for being a huge piece of shit, who is absolutely a predator <laughs> and deserves everything that's coming to him, uh, you know, I, I don't want him to be an alcoholic predator as well.
0: I am played the fifth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyways... Uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. refused uh, treatment until you know 911 showed up. Uh, there's nothing else really to report except that uh, the list of injuries seems to lead to some confusion about how they were caused. He claimed that he mm. also smacked his face into a trash can, which had a large quantity of blood around it. And in general, this whole scene is described as very bloody. Like if you ever played <laughs> Splatoon, it's just yeah. basically a super soaker of blood spewing about the walls.
0: Yeah. I'm not saying it's impossible if you're inebriated. I I think it it's unlikely that I, that happened just by yourself for those. three I have hours. no
1: idea what happened here, except that it was a bad scene. Uh, it is yeah. not not a good scene all this around. This shit
0: got OJ real fast. That's so, actually the thing. It's it's not real Housewives. It's got OJ Simpson real quick. Yeah,
1: it 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 is an ugly scene, and it's a little bit of a funny scene. Like oh, you of Jerry Falwell Jr. <laughs> Getting super drunk, you know, cavorting around his house and falling down some stairs. Like, I can't wait to film that biopic. While I am very happy that this guy has been removed from power, I love that, uh, you know, this is all in the context of him still getting $10.5 million. So, that was a super messy situation. While researching that... I bumped into a whole new bundle of shit that I hadn't even seen. How is this
0: possible? Our entire we have spent sixty percent of our podcast segments talking about
1: these bitches. uh, There is (laughs) not unlike an onion. There are always more layers. Becky Falwell confirmed Shrek. Uh, <laughs> no. And so this was, this. I mean, to be briefly serious for a minute, this was a straight up rape allegation. Yeah. Uh, the victim did not describe it as such. Mm. But if you actually read the context, it was certainly non-consensual.
0: It's, it's not good. Uh,
1: the gentleman was a student at Liberty University mm. who was also in a band with uh, Becky Falwell's son. Oof. and so because of that they had a practicing space on the Falwell's property and they would spend a lot of time there and uh-huh. so as he describes it Becky had a habit of showing up for practice. Yeah, and would just kind of show up with, you know, you know, the class classic mom shit. Mm. You know, showing up with some drinks and some snacks. And initially, they were like, "Oh, this is really nice. They're like letting us use this space. Yeah, generous." And then increasingly, it got a little weird. Just the amount of time she uh-huh. would bring these snacks down, and then she would hang out. And he describes other band members being like. Yeah, why why is his mom? She was definitely here? doing the mom
0: swaying thing yeah. where she would stand with one arm still swaying aggressively and one arm up in the air.
1: Yeah, she was also doing that with fuck me eyes as it turns out. It's not great. Because as he describes he like is receiving these looks from Becky. Uh-huh. And he is very confused because this was a student at Liberty University. Mm-hmm. His parents had grown up revering a Falwell senior. Yeah. You know, this was a guy that was in that world. So yeah. it was it was genuinely, I think, there was a lot of, like, denial that mm-hmm. went into that because he actually bought into right. the perception that a lot of people did at that time, even though these people have been actively and visibly monstrous forever. But still. But he was in it. And uh, and so he was just, like, experiencing this and then being like, I, I this can't this can't be true. right? Yeah. And then at one point she pulls him aside and she goes, have you told them? And he's like, told them what? And she goes, have you told them how hot I think you are?
0: uh this is this is just this is so creepy this is just like those lyrics that song like you don't even know how beautiful you are she like that boy band is a predator
1: (laughs) yeah she like that cell phone the OnePlus. (laughs) (laughs) whatever they're fucking actually i think that was the one that had the x-ray camera so yes (laughs) (laughs) he laughed it off obviously he's a little confused Mm. um She then proceeds to sort of befriend him, starts texting him, you know, sending him music, getting really invested in concerts that he's doing, and sort of developing that relationship. This culminates in him semi-regularly staying at the Falwell's house because, as he describes it, he had weird work hours. He would show up late. He would practice with their son. Uh They would drink Jack Daniels, which he describes in detail, that they would drink a fair amount of Jack Daniels. And then if he was too drunk to drive home, he'd just stay in the guest room. On the first occasion, Becky just sneaks into his guest room. Uh. And he's like in bed and he hears giggling in the dark.
0: Oh, I actually can't think of anything scarier. I know. This is an
1: actual horror movie. I
0: am in a bedroom. Okay. The door is closed. And I'm like, presumably trying to sleep or sleeping. Mm -hmm. And then I hear giggling. Oh, no. I would fucking die on the spot. I would have a heart attack.
1: One of the most surreal moments of my life was my first experience. <laughs> it's from Becky Fallon oh, in your oh, room no. This is a bad context to bring this up in, but I'm going to tell the story anyway. Uh, the first time that I ever overindulged, shall I say, on alcohol, uh-huh. I think I tried to drink a bottle of hypnotic. It was not a good scene. That's awesome. Oh, I drank, That's so I drank... good. You were a rapper <laughs> in the early aughts. I, didn't... I drank most of a bottle of hypnotic, and then we hopped in a giant truck and went mudding around a field. Right, and I threw up outside of the truck. Pretty Anyways, cool. Anyways, <laughs> I am had no concept of like tolerance or how sure. to actually drink like a human being. I am throwing out up so so much. Yeah. Uh, we drive. My more sober friend is driving us home. Hopefully, sober friend. God uh, is driving us home. Uh, I'm throwing up out the side of his truck. We get back to his place. He's like, "Hang on. I'm gonna go set up a space for you, you little vomit spraying freak." Uh, so like, just <laughs> chill here for a second. While I'm busy throwing up, puking my brains out, being drunk for the first time, a wolf appears. Wait, what? Like a man in a full wolf costume (laughs) with the giant head appears next to me and is very concerned. And is like, hey man, are you okay? (laughs) And I just have no concept of what's happening right now. I'm just like... (laughs) Yup, <laughs> go back to throwing up He like pats me on the back make sure i'm all right i wake up the next morning i'm like i don't know i guess there was a fucking wolf months go by <laughs> i bump into an acquaintance at a store and he's like hey man are you all right like i i saw you that night and you were like super out of it uh, turns out that guy was the mascot for the high school football team. Incredible stuff. <laughs> he was stuff. in his costume. Incredible with stuff. With the wolf still on. I don't know if that was a troll. It didn't seem like <laughs> it. He seemed genuinely concerned about me. We weren't at a school. I don't know why he was still in the, had the actual wolf hat on. So he was either fucking with me or I, I don't know. I was just hallucinating things. The phrase exist. Uh, that was horrifying, That's and this amazing. is so much worse. This Becky Fowler Junior. So much worse. What? So he, he manages to get her out of his room, out of oh, the gosh. room. And I, I'm not going to jump into the details, but essentially, the next time she came into his room again yeah. in a similar situation, and now there was no conversation, there was no attempt, she just sexually assaulted him. Ugh. This threw this guy into a, a very understandable crisis of both faith and himself. Sure. Even in describing this yeah. over a decade later, mm-hmm. uh, he describes feeling like he had failed his biblical mandate yeah. because he he was recounting like the Old Testament story of Joseph fleeing from the rich woman that was trying mm-hmm. to uh, pursue him. Uh, And, like, he felt like he had not lived up to those standards because he had allowed this assault to take place. Clearly just really heartbreaking stuff. Yeah, of course. Uh, And it was just... And then she continued to sort of pursue him and text him and send him CDs. And at one point he describes her showing up on campus to hand him Kings of Leon tickets.
0: Uh, gross. that gross. I will say no one has ever given anyone Kings of Leon tickets in a non-predatory way. But that is just Yeah, naked. no, but
1: this is this is next level. And he's freaked out by this. Again, yeah, this is I mean, a guy that believes
0: that these people
1: are spiritual leaders. But like, it's a really unsettling experience when the yeah, people that uh, that's not you cool. believe to be spiritual leaders are doing harm. And then investing in you and going right back to this sort of loving caring language Mm -hmm. and you know he describes like her thinking songs that he had written were about her that weren't and like you know this weird emotional component to all of this that is just really unsettling if
0: she was a dude this would be the story of every singer songwriter from the 2000s and 2010s
1: oh sure and i mean you know at one point he describes it as being like interesting that it comes out during like the me too movement because right because he describes it as his experience being opposite which is slightly tragic and mm-hmm. again i'm not faulting this guy no of but course. it's just really sad that like he's not able to understand that like no dude this is what we're talking about well, we like, still
0: don't have space I'm sorry and things like the Me Too movement. There's been some attempts at it. Uh, One of the good things that Terry Crews has done is talk about his assault. He's done a lot of other questionable things. But, like, there's still not a ton of space for men who've been assaulted.
1: I I mean, yeah, for anyone who has been assaulted, truthfully. But, yes, I agree that as we have seen the failures of the Me Too movement moving forward. Sure. At least in terms of the leadership. It was just a really... you know, upsetting mm-hmm. with The last time we spoke about them specifically, we said, like, there's a good chance there's going to be other victims. They've yeah. clearly been doing this oh, yeah. a lot. Um, but coming from a student, coming with even less consent, I mean, obviously the power dynamics are extremely predatory mm-hmm. when you're talking about their behavior with, like, Giancarlo Granda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is yeah. absolutely not acceptable behavior. But there was at least active consent. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this is just full on a non-consensual, mm-hmm. like, sexual totally. assault. Um, yeah. And followed by an extreme mindfuck of a person yeah. in position of spiritual leadership over you, uh, you know, treating you like her fucking boyfriend. Uh. It's just, it, it was incredibly upsetting. And it had clearly done some long-term damage, both to his faith and just his sanity. Yeah, of course. Um, How could it not? I appreciate him being willing to come forward, but it was just, you know, it's easy to laugh at Jerry Falwell Jr. and being a drunk asshole and falling downstairs and hurting right. himself. Uh, but And like, that's
0: great. We all
1: agree. Yeah. Everyone here supports that. Um, (laughs) But but it is important, I think, to contextualize it within, like, these people have been harming individuals that they had positions of leadership over for a long time time and this is like what an incredibly uh unsettling upsetting Ugh. evil thing to it
0: reminds take. me a lot and then we should move on but yeah. it reminds me a lot of like all the epstein maxwell stuff if you yeah or if, if you, you spend actually spend a lot of time i with mean it the grooming to, like, like, like you mm, know there's the sneaking so much in a room the, the fact that these two do it together it's very yeah epstein- using maxwell. using
1: the other person to sort of like launder this yeah. thing as being somehow more normal uh mm-hmm. the position of authority and power and and the idea yeah. that like hey these people are going to like take care of you or provide you opportunities when in fact their their main goal is to exploit you yeah um,
0: no it's 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 the same fucking playbook. yeah thing. and
1: it's just it, it's just so gross man like society needs to reckon with uh we have still never fully come to terms with the the great harm that stacy's mom uh the bowling for soup song did to our society true. and the true, ways true, in true. which we just treat these things differently uh because the reality i mean that's a joke but the reality is that like all of these things are, are fucking terrible. Oh, the final note. Mm. She tried to befriend his mom.
0: Oh, uh, no. God, stop, stop. His mom showed up
1: on campus, again, as a yeah. huge fan of these people. And she was like, oh, let me get her cell phone number. Let me, you know, like, and his <sighs> mom was tickled pink of to course. receive a call from Becky Falwell, you know, this paragon of this <sighs> institution. And I think that was the point at which this went from being a, like, weird, concerning part of his life that he wasn't really dealing with to, like, actively breaking contact uh but just really gross and again all of these predators will seek to do everything in their power to normalize their behavior of course and to uh make the kind of connections that they can lean on
0: yeah i mean it's all control yeah i'm not hardly the first person to point that out but Uh, i'm
1: sure we'll be back to the fall wells i'm sure uh yeah i guess we'll have a weekly check-in yeah this is this is just gonna be uh, just going to be a part of our lives for a while, but uh, I am happy that he's been removed. I wish that there was anything to say about that institution, but uh, gross, really fucking. Yeah, gross. raise it
0: to the ground. Uh, add it to our list of things to raise the ground.
1: Let's get to the the main event, shall we? Ruth um, Bader Ginsburg passed away Wait, last what? week. I know, I know. Okay, are okay. you just hearing about Is this? Is that
0: the picture of that old fucking lady I kept seeing? <laughs> I really thought that was Sandra Day O'Connor. Uh, Wait, are you telling me Sandra Day O'Connor's also dead?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think initially everyone thought it was Betty White because that's just <laughs> the old person that you assume you're going to see pictures of the I was going to be so fucked up if it was Betty White. I know. Would have been a real tragedy for America. Uh, and so, <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed. Is she on the passed. Supreme
0: Court too? <laughs> <laughs> she
1: should be. If that was the nomination, honestly, let's get Dolly Parton in there. Um, okay,
0: now if we're going to be playing, <laughs> obviously that would be the coolest shit.
1: Anyways, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. Uh, it's been covered everywhere, so I don't want to spend a lot of time on uh, just I the details I haven't seen any of coverage of that. <laughs> yeah. Zach's been living under a rock for the past week. It's better for him.
0: My Twitter's been very funny about Ruth Bader Ginsburg is all else to say. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think
1: I think her passing both, okay, immediately throws our already teetering democracy into even more chaos because now this already highly contested election between two terrible yeah. people has the added weight of a presidential or a Supreme Court nomination, even though that will probably. Probably be settled before you know any any exchange of power even takes place oh yeah uh, you have liberals freaking out over how in four years ago obviously we were in very similar situations and uh you know there was a refusal to uh hear mm-hmm. a nomination or even like begin that
0: process Mitch McConnell is a son of a bitch. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I do think when he, like, uh, extreme renditioned Merrick Garland to, to, mm -hmm. like, a black site in Poland, that was too far. But you know what? I got to say, the Senate has special powers. (laughs) What are you going (laughs) to (laughs) do?
1: And so now we find that the situation we're in is somehow even worse than it was before. Well,
0: yeah. It's 2020.
1: Uh, (laughs) You love to see it. But I think what we want to focus on is a little bit on the hagiography of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, her Mm. sort of role as a girl boss. Yes, uh, you know the
0: notorious RBG. Exactly, (laughs) the the multiple deal with that. uh,
1: Felicity Jones playing her. All of this (laughs) stuff that has sort of sprung Mm. up in the past handful of years in this late period. I've
0: read that script, by the way the rbg script it is just constantly like some man is a dick to rbg rbg shows them what for i mean okay so
1: there's a this is this has been a really interesting process because i think this has been Mm. sort of a wedge issue moment for delineating between liberal ideology and leftist ideology (laughs) because by and large liberal liberal ideology is to venerate uh, RBG, particularly yep. for her early career as a civil rights lawyer that fought for, for equality for women in, in a few major cases. Sure. And leftist point at every fucking el- thing else she did for the rest <laughs> of her goddamn career. Um, uh,
0: including, uh, but not limited to, dying on the fucking job while Donald Trump was president. Yeah, a- and choosing to put
1: place herself in a position where she could die on the job with Donald Trump being president. So, I think... I'm going to do something that I think leftists are not always great about doing, which is acknowledge that Ruth Bader Ginsburg did some good things.
0: I already hate this. I I already hate this. I know. (laughs) I know how angry you're going to be with
1: me. But I I do think it's important because we we are about to shit wildly on what this woman has meant for America and uh, the Mm. legacy that she is going to leave. So it's important to acknowledge that the work that she did, particularly at the ACLU early on in her career, was uh, uh, very canny. Mm -hmm. You know, finding men uh, experiencing discrimination as a way to advocate for women experiencing discrimination is fucking smart. She pulled it off. And it made lives better for women. Uh, Her role um, doing what I would call the bare minimum, but still doing what she did to protect abortion rights in this country, valuable. Uh, I think it's important to acknowledge the good in people before we shit on them. Uh, Except when you're talking about Jerry Falwell Jr. Because there's nothing there. That said, <laughs> Zach, maybe you can help me here. I want to give you a chance to speak. Like, what is the actual legacy of Ruth Bader Ginsburg? What so
0: I think she was, like, always displayed as this sort of, like, like almost progressive firebrand. Yeah, I think Especially firebrand is a really years. good word. Yeah, And it's like, I mean, she's not Justice Clarence Thomas or Scalia, but she was also good friends with them, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll get to that. I don't I think see as much is, difference between them is, as you might. And she certainly wasn't uh wasn't nearly as progressive as Thurgood Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah Zach, take, me, take me through some of the like aces
0: while she had progressive sympathies she also allowed the government to threaten the withdrawal of funding in order to punish universities that banned discriminatory job recruitment by the military military yeah or a huge rule, issue
1: like, of military people showing up to yep. recruit per- particularly at community colleges and mm-hmm. places where people have fewer options
0: yeah i mean like predatory recruiting all right keep going um and she ruled against Amazon paying overtime to warehouse workers. She
1: had a huge boner for law and quote-unquote order. Yeah, well, uh, we know
0: her feelings on Colin Kaepernick. Right. She basically just, like, shat on Colin Kaepernick and said it was dumb and stupid. Stupid and, he shouldn't be doing and disrespectful. It. Yeah. So uh, she, uh, she agrees with Trump on Colin Kaepernick as one of the things you need to know about RBG on race. Yeah, her her history on race
1: is not great. Let's take a look at one of her cases with regards to an the the Winaida, uh Indian tribe, mm-hmm. who got complete. They had a reservation. Yep. In the early nineteenth century, it had been you know fucked over and taken from them, sure. bought from them under you know all these predatory of practices course. that we acknowledge. Yeah. They bought the land back and said, hey. This is our reservation again. Shit, I We're not say. going to pay taxes That's on so it. That's so cool. It's really cool. And it makes sense. Like, no, hey, you guys yeah. fucking stole <laughs> it from like us. we made them buy it back. I know. We didn't even give it to them. We made They them bought it buy back it. and they said, hey, this is our reservation. That's what it was. And she ruled that, no, no, it's not. Yeah. No, so you it, still have to pay
0: taxes to the it town sounds on it. sounds like when she was fighting for feminism, it was white lady feminism, mostly. I mean— That's what she, I'm hearing. Are you a middle-class white woman? Ruth Bader Ginsburg would like your vote.
1: Ruth Bader Ginsburg was not an intersectional fe- feminist. <laughs> that is what I have to say about that. No, <laughs> she, I mean— I She was Actually, though. Uh, so, the Winita tribe bought back the land that was stolen from them, then said, hey, this is a reservation. We're not paying taxes. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was like, nah, fuck that. Uh, you've just—it's been gone too long. It wasn't yours for too long. Because you haven't been able to bring this to the court sooner, you no longer have the recourse of the protections that the federal government established for you that were already fucking you over. And she said, the tribe must be stopped from rekindling the embers of sovereignty that long ago grew cold. Mm, So it it sounds like real girl boss shit to me. I I mean, in the sense that bosses are evil, yes. Just a couple of the other highlights. Yeah. Uh, Another case where... The Supreme Court, including her, upheld that police may justifiably pull over cars if they believe they're violating the law, even if the police are misinterpreting the law.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, remember when they're talking about like all the shit with like Black Lives Matter and both yep. vote, vote the assholes out? This is this is your hero. The people. Good job. Good the job. The people
1: tasked with quote unquote upholding the law now don't even have to know the law. They can just. Be wrong about the thing that gives them legal authority. You know authority, what they
0: always say. Ignorance of the law is totally is,
1: excuse, is to absolutely <laughs> like, a justification for doing whatever the fuck hey, you want. Hey. Another ruling that she cited uh, with the majority on. Uh, the court held that the family of a suicidal man who was jailed and then killed himself could not sue the jail for failing to implement anti-suicide measures. Awesome. <laughs> totally normal and good stuff. And then... Another ruling she had a part in. The court held that the family of two men could not sue the police after they had shot and killed them for fleeing a police stop. Can't be sued as they're running away from the police.
0: Uh, Ruth, Ruth is in heaven, like, wrapped in the th- thin blue line flag.
1: I think even when
0: it comes to, like, civil rights... Oh, we haven't even got to the fucking
1: pipeline. Oh, my gosh. That, yeah. Uh, ran through protected Indian land. That's right. The Appalachian Trail. That's right. And... Poor communities in North Carolina who had been promised jobs that then, when they went to the pipeline uh, makers, were like, "Oh no, yeah, they're not going to be any jobs."
0: Uh, and she was like, "Yeah, fuck those people, yeah. fuck the environment. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's just run it right through." So like, one of the
0: poorest parts of the entire country of yeah. uh, Al- uh, my the fucking state, specifically right. our
1: fucking state. That's right. I
0: have uh, loved ones that live right there.
1: And and yep, yeah, no, let's just throw a pipeline through it. Sorry, no, oh, no can do, no help. I
0: don't know if you know this, but, an enormous amount yeah. of wildlife, arguably the majority, have died in, like, 50, 60 years. So she's out there dunking baby seals in oil. Absolutely. Ruth Bader Ginsburg,
1: as she, she wrote the opinion with a dead seal that she <laughs> dunked in oil and then used it to scrawl it say, out. I
0: there's, there is no better quill.
1: I, <laughs> I, I No substitute for quality is all I'm saying. Uh, listen, I'm just going to say it. Fuck seals. That's always been the shitty Christian stance. Uh, you know, they're just, it, it's weird. They're, oh, they're too slippery. I, I
0: don't believe in body shaming except for seals, you <laughs> fat for fucks. for fucking
1: seals. <laughs> Get on a diet, which you're going to have to because we killed all the fish. Man. Okay. I think it's really interesting that you know who is actually a much more progressive justice when it comes to issues of, quote, unquote, law and order? Mm. Is the fucking former prosecutor, Sotomayor. Oh, I love her, though. (laughs)
0: Generally speaking. Not her entire No, no, no. But I'm just saying it blows my mind that the civil rights— It is crazy. The
1: formal civil rights uh, lawyer is the one— arguing extreme centrism yep. specifically not using her role for activist purposes. Yeah. And listen, I think there is a legitimate conversation we can have about the role of the Supreme Court. I think its concurrent role as being used to enforce these massive societal changes mm-hmm. uh has been used for good and evil, but is mostly a byproduct of our Congress being a completely failed institution that can't actually fucking do anything, stepped into this role where it wields enormous amounts of power. Yeah. uh, And now we're going to get fucked by that power really Mm -hmm. goddamn hard.
0: You know, the 20th century progressives and Democrats and left-leaning folks like to use the courts to push rights forward. Of course. And I'm not going to tell them that they shouldn't have done that. But I am going to say that we are about to fucking eat that – reap what we sow on that, unfortunately, because of the inability of Congress to pass any fucking laws. Like, Congress never legalized gay marriage. I think that's actually important to mention here. Congress never did that. Justice Kennedy basically personally legalized gay marriage. And that's a good thing. But I'm really, really fucking worried about that. No, no. I mean,
1: (laughs) with all of these things – we are talking about people having more rights—not with all these—but like if we look at know, uh, yeah. gay marriage or if we look at abortion rights, mm-hmm. these are things that I am both very glad that the courts were able to like institute more rights and freedoms for people, and I am terrified that the other institutions of government have done nothing to defend those institutions, reify them into law, and now we're in a situation where all of this power is being wielded on extremely shaky grounds and so the situation that we find ourselves in which is time to talk about what ruth bader ginsburg's death means and why it fucking sucks that she was around for as long as she was. And how evil and selfish yeah. that decision was. Honestly. And God, God help me. Every liberal on Twitter has been yelling about this one. And how, how dare you? It's sexist of you. How dare you ask this woman to step down? You're and she 87. Herself said, as she you. herself said, who else would you want on the court? And it's like, well, actually, Ruth, I would want a much more progressive justice than you on the court. I don't really like a huge n- number yeah. of your decisions. Also... In 2011, when we uh, when Democrats controlled both houses of Congress and had the presidential administration, she was asked to step down because that was the safe time to ensure that the things that she
0: she was almost 80. She was almost 80. She'd had two cancer scares. This is not an unreasonable request. Oh man, all the Emily Bazelon dumb fucking assholes on the universe. Oh sure. Like, you should not ask your step down. Fuck you. I want someone 40 years younger and a lot more progressive. That's who I fucking want. Who will protect the thing you said you were for.
1: Yeah, you do not get to claim the mantle of feminism while endangering the rights of women. Boom. that is what has happened and and then wielding that feminism as a cudgel to say how dare you how dare you mm-hmm. uh how dare you like ask a woman to step down from position of <laughs> like power every
0: single woman is all women's rights like ruth bader ginsburg's rights to be an asshole is like the yeah. same thing as will be very clear. Choice. i
1: don't give a fuck about ruth bader ginsburg no. i care about working people in america i care right. about women i care about all of those people whose rights are now threatened because of this singular woman's pride and granted you, yeah. that is not just a result of her terrible of decisions That is a result of a failure of our political institutions Obviously. but regardless she knew the fucking score and she made a choice and I'm sorry and now we're in a very dangerous situation this one situation. particular
0: incredibly wealthy powerful person whose legacy was written within the last 15 or 20 years had nothing more to fucking add to it is going to endanger LBGTQ people is going to endanger migrants on the border is going to endanger every single woman's rights Towards reproductive rights in this country, mm-hmm. endangers ever, endangers the environment, endangers every person who's not wealthy in this country because of you. Fuck Ruth Bader Ginsburg forever.
1: Absolutely, this it is incredibly upsetting that like she is being reified in a moment where she should be actively condemned, not just for her record on the court, but for the selfishness of a decision. That is going to endanger people's lives.
0: Yeah. I, I Straight up. I'm so mad that somebody I wanted to die, I have to be mad about the death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Because if she had died during Obama, I'm not saying Obama's my favorite, but he appointed a couple decent justices, and like yeah. it would be better than the current situation.
1: It would be way better.
0: So really I'm just Ruth mad Bader she didn't Ginsburg, die sooner.
1: Ruth Bader Ginsburg represented the soul of neoliberalism. Yeah. She will uh, mm, on occasion well fight for the politics of some individuals, but that is a very limited scope. Yeah. And if you look at her her legacy writ large, um, I think it is fair to say that she is going to be responsible for a lot of pain and suffering, mm-hmm. uh, both in the selfishness of her staying and for the work she did as a Supreme Court justice. I'm not saying any of these people are great. It's not really an institution that like lets people do great things. She was content to be a centrist judge and then go to the opera with Scalia and I'm sorry, mm. I have no time for the civility politics of being buddy buddies with a man who has vitriolically, who vitriolically spent his entire career fighting against people's rights, yeah, um, fighting to reduce the rights uh, of black people, of gay people. Like Scalia was a monster who did great harm. And I'm sorry, this shit is real life.
0: Yeah, I, all get, the people that think it's funny are the same people that think it's cute when Ellen and George W. Bush are funny. Yeah, friends.
1: it is this thing like, oh, you know, we we it's John McCain and Joe Biden. It's uh. this idea that, like, oh, we put aside our differences and come together. Motherfucker, people's lives are on the line.
0: <laughs> yeah, those differences are people's... You are existence. letting
1: people know that this is just theater for you, that yeah. you don't really care. You're playing a part, and then you take off your little fucking gown, and, and, you, go, and you go out and you have a nice dinner. Yeah. Uh. Just a couple of millionaires dining together. There are no class traders. It's really fucking gross. And uh, now we're in a very dangerous situation. We're going to be looking at a 6 3 Supreme Court, you know. They're going to a point of justice. There's really nothing yeah. the Democrats can uh, do to stop. And they wait, have no I interest thought, in trying.
0: I thought our lib hero, Mitt Romney, was going to stop them. Yeah, I could have sworn. He really, I sworn, He did a tweet about how black lives matter. Uh, that means he's resistance, a real
1: one. Resistance <laughs> Twitter extraordinaire, Mitt Romney, uh, is going to come through for oh, us. Man. I'm sure of it. I'm sure he hasn't said the exact opposite.
0: It's... It's so funny. So,
1: with that in mind, let's look a little bit at the at this point when we're yeah. recording, presumed nominee. I think it's supposed to come out Saturday evening. Who nominee is. I know you're right. Yeah, well, thank you. It's been pretty. The Federal Society has invested a lot in Zach. He's been preparing <laughs> for this moment his whole career. Uh, uh, Amy Coney Barrett. And in order to help us understand who Amy Coney Barrett is, I think it's time to return. Uh, to our friend, Bruce Ashford. Like
0: all serial killers. She has three names.
1: You know, in the same way that we, uh, that uh, RGB would ha- go have uh, dinners with Scalia, uh, we hang out with our favorite fascist, Bruce Ashford, all the time. Uh, that's why you see us always adding him on Twitter because, we yeah. you know, we're mutuals and we're super buddy-buddy. Uh, you know, we like to rib him a little bit, Just- you know. Every now and then, call him a name or two. When we're
0: at the opera.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, But it's all love. It's all love. (laughs) So Bruce Ashford wrote an article. Uh, Bruce Ashford, just briefly, uh, is a professor at Southeastern Baptist Theological University in my hometown of Wake Forest, North Carolina. Yeah, uh, Uh, a
0: a sort of leading light of evangelical. Yeah,
1: he's a guy that gets... You know, called in for a lot of poll quotes for places like the Washington Post. He writes for Fox News. He has an insufferable blog where you can find all of his terrible takes on a, he, a lot of subjects. He's in the middle
0: of a book by a racist right now. That's uh,
1: not a joke. That is just following him on Twitter. Oh, absolutely. And he is absolutely a theocrat and definitely at least fascist adjacent. Yeah. Uh, so that's Bruce Ashford. He's
0: fasc curious.
1: Yeah, he <laughs> fascist. Um, <laughs> so Bruce Ashford wrote. An article called The Case for Amy Coney Barrett. Michael, why do you do this to me? Uh, because I love you, baby. <laughs> Bruce Ashford begins, as all Bruce Ashford articles do, terribly. <laughs>
0: With a dictionary definition
1: of what a Supreme Court justice is. With the insinuation that Democrats are going to, uh, you know, start some shit, which is just factually inaccurate.
0: Never have. Never but will. he goes,
1: yet even though Barrett is highly qualified, certain Democratic politicians and power brokers will launch a scorched earth campaign against her candidacy.
0: Power brokers means Jews, by the way, from his part. Yeah, from
1: his perspective, this is George Soros. Uh, At the center of this campaign will be insinuations about Barrett's Catholic faith. I want to be clear. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So I think as a jumping off
1: point before we jump into what he has to say, we should talk a little bit about Amy Coney Barrett's Catholic face. It is time for us to make some insinuations about Amy Coney Barrett's Catholic face because interestingly I'd like to do
0: some targeted harassment,
1: please. (laughs) Interestingly, Amy Coney Barrett is not just a Catholic. Oh as I'm sure some of our listeners have heard, she belongs to a sect of Catholicism called the People of
0: Praise. Ah, the people of Praise. That doesn't sound like somebody who would move to a Latin American country, drink a bunch of Kool-Aid, and then ascend to Heaven's Gate. Well, wouldn't you know it? It was actually spawned right around that time, huh. in the late 60s. Funny. <laughs> uh, and what the people appraise is, one, it's
1: incredibly small. Uh, mm. According to different places, either 1,700 members or 3,000, which is insanely small. Oof. Uh, Oh ah, yes,
0: obscure Catholic sect. Very good. Yeah, Always went well in the Middle Ages.
1: Yeah, the uh the hit new angle that the people of praise are bringing to Catholicism.
0: They they do this thing called have you heard of it? The black mass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so what people of praise is bringing to the table, the innovation yes. in religion in the Catholic game is taking Catholicism and bringing in charismatic element so i'm talking i'm talking all the hits i'm talking prophecy i'm talking speaking (laughs) in tongues i'm talking prayer languages and i'm talking an obsession with the concept of headship we've talked about headship before yes on this program it is basically the idea that men are always right and uh you are not but specifically within mm. this church, it's actually not just the marital concept of headship, sometimes called complementarianism and all mm-hmm. that gross shit. Yeah. It extends to everyone in this church. So literally everyone in this community has one person designated as sort of a spiritual leader and authority in their life. For, oh no. Yeah. So for unmarried women, that tends to be another woman. For men, it's another man. For married women, it's their husband. But there's it's a daisy chain of... People directly in charge of you. Uh, You? We talked about covenant membership last week. Yeah. Devout followers of the people of praise are engaged in a lifelong covenant membership to their faith. Oh,
0: good. So we bring in Amy Amy Coney Barrett and we get uh, all of these people making decisions about the Supreme Court.
1: <laughs> or at least one woman in, in charge of her. Oh, wait, no, that would probably be her husband. Great. Cool. Love it. Uh, so Amy Cody Barrett belongs to a very strange sex and has been accused of being a cult before. Mm-hmm. Up until a handful of years ago, the female leaders in the church were called handmaids. Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa, that is uh, not normal. But don't worry, guys. Once the handmaid's tale came out and everyone was like, whoa, that's not great, uh, they changed it to woman leader.
0: <laughs> you can tell they really thought about that one. Washington yes. football team, woman leader, the woman leader, all the great, it's all the best institutions. You know, you know how
1: I love it whenever, uh, whenever you unnecessarily gender a thing for no good reason, <laughs> you so, know,
0: you know, a uh, woman leader, woman cop, woman yeah. president. <laughs> it is
1: really, really gross. <laughs> uh, they claim that, you know, their denomination is very open and they have conservatives and liberals. People who have left the organization say, no, it is a very conservative organization in all the ways that you would expect. Yeah. They call
0: they call women leaders women leaders handmaids (laughs) handmaids handmaids not great. It's uh it's not. Ruth's
1: argument is very simply how dare you how dare you when evaluating the character of this judge who is by the way in her forties once she is as she almost assuredly will be appointed assuming this is the you know. Appointee, but Trump has said he's a woman. She's been at the White House the past two days. At the yeah, time this recording. she almost got he said lots of compliments uh, when Kavanaugh Yeah, she did. was on the short list last go yeah. around. Like I think this is a fairly safe assumption. We could be wrong. I would love to be wrong. I would love to know what other monster they're going to try I, out for this I, position. I, I
0: don't remember being wrong anymore, dude.
1: Yeah, honestly, we unfortunately we've been batting pretty close to a thousand on this podcast. People ask me what on I everything think, everything like, except I can't, Bernie yeah. Sanders, we have batted pretty.
0: <laughs> and even that, we knew Biden was going to take.
1: Anyways, Diane Feinstein oh yes has been back in the news for some comments she made during one of uh one of barrett's other nominations where she commented that like hey uh you seem highly informed by ideology and that's problematic to which you know bruce ashford clutches his blood diamonds you know it's not pearls for him it's definitely blood Uh, aghast you know the idea that belonging to a weird sect of an already very <laughs> conservative religious practice might be something worthy of investigation and, and
0: i just want to say white american catholics without exception monsters
1: <laughs> yeah every there's, single one there's no, exception. no i mean there there are there are absolutely sects of catholicism that we've talked about that we stand by catholic worker yeah has done great work but um,
0: white catholics in general are monstrous and super conservative in this country
1: yeah i i think the the history of american catholicism is not too dissimilar from American uh you know Protestantism yeah. and that is increasingly a hyper right-wing reactionary force
0: yeah and there and, are
1: obviously sex and you know with a lot of sex abuse cover-ups uh these are just amount. totally normal things yeah. um
0: and that's before you even get into the more conservative element that she's a part of
1: so that's her background Incredible. Bruce is here to tell you hey no that's a qualification that's yes. not anything to be concerned yes. about for Bruce it's her a feature not a bug faith, you know, and, and he very specifically, he mentions Catholicism several times, and only one time does he mention the fact that she actually belongs to this even stranger sect of Catholicism called the people who praise. Uh, that only comes up once. Uh, okay. You know, if we want to evaluate this this justice, there are only three things we need to evaluate. Her legal credentials, her judicial philosophy, and her personal character, and Barrett passes each criterion with flying colors. alright so then he goes let's, on. let's do it. He goes on to list her legal credentials. Uh, Notre Dame Law School. Oh, great. Mm. Uh, when you, but just for the record, for listeners who might not be so aware with the fedeli- about the Federalist Society, uh, Notre Dame Law School just is the Federalist Society. It is their primary breeding yeah. ground. Yeah, in a Catholic university. Catholic uh, and university. having been to
0: Catholic universities, let me tell you, it's a more real thing than they say it is.
1: Yeah, they'll, they'll tell you, oh, no, 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 it's, just, it's a thing she will be the third justice that was handpicked by the Federalist society and groomed and eventually appointed on the supreme court she is right up there with kavanaugh and gorsuch in terms of being groomed essentially from birth oh uh, let
0: me put it this way there's a lot of grooming
1: there is is a lot of grooming that goes on and there's a political article That specifically talks about how, you know, she has been groomed for this moment, talking about in her first year, she was picked out by her professor, who had one of the founders of the Federalist Society, who came to this university specifically to sort of reframe their law school around Catholic values and and conservatism. Like, this has all been planned. This oh, yeah. is the culmination of literally decades of work.
0: No, it's terrifying. Uh,
1: and he describes the process of grooming her, getting her as you know Bruce here is describing as a benefit, a clerking job for Anthony Scalia. Mm. Cool, that totally normal, insane guy. Uh, she worked on part of the team that represented Bush and Bush v. Gore, the thing that stole an election. <laughs> yeah. Again, for him, this is she. He is listing these as credentials absolutely monstrous shit our credential it is it is absolutely uh, naming things that should be cause for shame and censure and saying hey this is great she's not unlike Scalia she's an originalist
0: ah cool
1: Uh, you know that constitution that was written by a bunch of slave owners that should just stay the same forever great love it and then finally he describes her personal character as just of the highest order when the truth is she's been pretty underground and we have no idea but also like You failed the first two things, man. Like,
0: I think being a Catholic in your 40s who is part of an obscure sect is not an implication of highest character, but hey. Listen, what do I, know? As I also Christians, don't believe really in religious freedom, so it's cool. <laughs> as as shitty Christians and as people
1: of uh, as Christians. Let me just say, Christians should be subject to extra scrutiny.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying that's legally be screw- okay. Not to less, but to more. I'm not you saying it's be- legally okay. I'm just saying it should happen. I agree. There's a real problem with discrimination against Christians. I think there should just be more.
1: There should be way more. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> what I will point out, yes. real
1: briefly, and then we can finish this up, is that he wrote almost word for word this exact same article about one brett rape rage you serious
0: almost word for word uh, a man who has no whose personal character exclusively consists of liking beer <laughs> of, of liking beer and yelling at you if you
1: insinuate he might like beer a little too much <laughs> uh yeah this it was basically cut and paste. Because I, I read these, you know, standards that he was listening yeah. to. I was like, oh, I wonder how he dealt with this with Brett fucking Kavanaugh. As it turns out, exactly the same way.
0: Highest moral character. Uh, he definitely, I mean, he's definitely, I mean, Brett, I want to say this. Bruce Ashford is astroturfed, intentionally or not. Oh, absolutely. That, but there is no Bruce Ashford as the red pill today.
1: The, I, I think the idea that, like, I think Bruce Ashford is a guy that gets off on being a pawn. Like yeah. more than anything I Ugh. think he he just loves being in the game repeating shitty boys. talking points of yeah. right-wing punditry like he just he longs for that Fox News article that he does get to write he loves so having
0: that, a website with his name in the title
1: yeah that, where he will give you terrible takes on everything from black lives matter to critical race theory to like the godless marxism like he just he just wants so badly to be a part of the team and so he does occasionally get trotted out when you need to bring a religious element to what is essentially just straight up white nationalism yeah. hyper right-wing punditry like he just is that thing but with a little bit of jesus on it that's bruce ashford and he will do that for and he's willing to do that for amy coney barrett but he's also willing to do it for brett fucking kavanaugh that's and i should tell you a lot about what his personal standards are Um, When it comes to these things, the fact that he will copy paste, because the reality is the thing that these people have in common is that they are all Manchurian candidates. Yep. They have all been trained. They have all been trained for this moment. This is the culmination of a long process where conservatives realized what the court was going to be. Mm-hmm. they saw it happening yeah. Roe v. Wade happened and they said oh okay this yeah, is what the I mean, court before
0: is. that you had things like Brown versus Board of Education and things like that
1: and they, they saw it and they, they launched a multi-decade campaign to get to yep. this moment and you know what they
0: fucking won yeah this is it this is what they I, I actually want to say something yeah. I think there's been a lot of things on Twitter and libs and there's been a lot of like hey man don't despair. Keep fighting in the streets. Fight for fight for RBGs. Blah blah blah. And I think the thing people forget about a culture war, the thing that like no one ever thought could happen because it wasn't—they thought it wasn't designed for this—is that you could lose. Mm-hmm. This is what losing looks like. This is absolutely what we're losing. losing. What looks like. We have lost. You are losing. It's that's. A, I know that that sounds super dark and like I don't love ending something on that point either. But like I actually think people—you got to know that. <laughs>
1: I think it's important to know where we stand. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that this is a moment where I think a wider swath, more, more. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of liberal, you know, hand wringing and, and smearing of ashes upon their foreheads. And just being like, oh, now is the moment that we need to get out in the streets. And it's like, motherfucker, people done been in the streets. Yeah. You weren't there for that shit. For a long- now, oh, yeah. now that your centrist fucking mm, judge that protected right. your rights and not other people's has, has died at an inopportune time. Mm-hmm. Now you're upset? Fuck you, man. Uh,
0: also, they're not in the streets about RBG. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're Yesterday, never going to be. Like Just the other day, Romney was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I don't see a fucking, like, I don't see anybody in the streets. Oh, no. There's nothing. You, you just want to say it, man. You just want to
1: say it. You just want to wring your hands. And I I do actually think because the Supreme Court has been gifted and cursed with this very specific role in American society, Mm -hmm. I do think that there is going to be more pushback and more wringing of hands and more people being upset. Yeah. But the problem is that... For the past, I don't know, decade, decade and a half, we have already been losing. Think about how many seats got flipped in uh, 2010. Oh, yeah. I mean, Obama Uh, was such a loser. The way that, like, uh, we refused to pack the courts, but now the courts have been packed for four years. Yep. Think about the fact that our solution to this is a functionally right wing, at best, centrist. Best we can hope for is a return to bad right wing policies being touted as democratic progressivism. Like, we are in a bad situation. Yeah, And I actually do have a certain measure of hope. Because okay. I, see, I see people actually in the streets fighting for things that matter for them. And that is really powerful. And we're going to end this moment talking about yet another terrible thing uh, uh, with Breonna Taylor in a second. But I think, Zach, you're bringing up a great point. It's important to acknowledge where we're at. Yeah. And where we're at is the thing we had was bad and what we're about to have is worse. And people's rights are going to be continually stripped away as they have been for a long time. And look, maybe the future will be better. But eventually, let me tell you right now, we've lost. Yeah. Yeah. We, we lost this fight, and now we need to figure out how to fight smarter. Because let me tell you, anything that has involved the neoliberal pa- policies of the last 30 years has only been helping us lose. So before we go, just to acknowledge yet another terrible thing that is happening, uh, right before we sat down to record, some news came out about uh, charges against Breonna Taylor's murderers. Yeah, as, as it turns out, only one of the officers has been charged, mm-hmm. and he has been charged not— for the murder that he committed, no. Nope. But for uh wanton endangerment of other people in other apartments because he was shooting so many fucking bullets.
0: What the fuck? So that means that none of the bullets that were in Brianna Taylor's apartment or hit her fucking mattered.
1: Yeah, what that's what you're telling me. What I'm telling you is that that is not a factor. uh And you know, when asked about this, they describe the settlement of the millions <laughs> of dollars that were given to Brianna Taylor's family as they fucking should. Uh, That's but not you, justice. It's not. It's not anything near justice. It's. It's a buyout, and I do not fault her family for no, like. No, of no, course not. Of course not. But like, holy mother of God, is that not what we need in this moment? Like, give them their money, but then we need to fix these issues. And in addition to that, uh, uh, they declared a state of emergency, just just in preparation before anything even Incredible happened, stuff. just so that they can try to shut down people who are reasonably.
0: Yeah, in, I hope they burn Louisville down.
1: I want these things to change. Yeah. And until they do, I I hope that people are able to stay in the streets and keep fighting for the things that matter. Yeah. And, and fuck, man. I this know. is it's, dark.
0: I mean, it ties into my previous point. And yeah. I, I hope people march. And I, I... Because you know what? We can't just vote. That's, no, that's it, what I'm going to add to yeah. my point on. It. You can't just vote because you see every fucking lib, every goddamn blue check saying... You want these things to change. You should vote. You should vote. Oh, my God. But Why didn't you just vote climate change? You Biden? know what Joe Biden said he thinks we should do with the police? He thinks we should fund them more. So mm-hmm. I tell you fucking what, voting is not the answer.
1: Electoralism will not solve these problems, but other things can make a difference. But you're right, Zach. It's not voting that's going to fix this. And uh, they're going to make damn sure that we never have a chance to vote for somebody that actually would. So with
0: that said, we don't know, and and yeah. honestly, we don't know what that looks like right now. Yeah. But we're going to be and we're to all going to be figuring it out. Together. We're all going to be figuring it out together. And if you have any thoughts, always feel free to message us. But we're that's that's the mission right now. Yeah.
1: But let's know the score. Yeah, we lost. This is a big L. It is. This is going to hurt people, and we're going to need to find ways to try to address that harm, protect the people that we care about, which is everyone
0: yeah except the billionaires i'm feeling pretty black-pilled but take care of yourself take care of the people around you
1: yeah step one you have to do those things as best you can uh it's a hard time to even pull that off yes uh, these problems aren't going away so yeah. do what you have to do to take care of yourself stay in the fight and uh be good to each other
0: yeah otherwise thanks for listening this week
1: yeah with that this has been shitty christians you can follow me at michael Tabor.
0: i'm at zachary underscore allard
1: and you can follow the pod at shitty underscore pod. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week.
2: Yo, check it. Call Lil c's Tell that motherfucker to bring me some no, motherfucking no, weed no, to his hospital. No, fuck that. No, tell no, that poor nigga to pick up ten thousand from Dez. Go no, take about like no, twenty Gs from
0: Gino. No. No. Tell that motherfucker
2: to get this nigga next door. i out of here. That nigga be stoned all night. I can't sleep. And call that bitch up, nurse with the long hair to come suck my dick. Oh, we got to set. I need about three weeks of recovery. The nurses is loving me, saying the best part of the day is my half. Feeding me breakfast and giving uh, me a sponge bath. Uh, oh, Nigga yeah. say I died dead in the streets. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I'm getting high, getting head on the beach. Mm-hmm. Chilling, uh, sitting on about half a million. With all my niggas, all my guns, all my women. The next two years, I should see about a billion. All for the love of drug dealing. Uh, Got no love for the other side. Mm-hmm. Fuck them tricks. Mm-hmm. Any repercussions, for your mafia spit clip. all the time. Uh, yeah. Big Papa kick the roar around. Uh, Raw flows, and that's and how it goes. goes. Come on. Uh. This is for my niggas swinging things, hammering and kings, uh-huh. truck necklace, igloo, ringing things for the bitches. You see them rims spinning, grin. that shit with the bee trimmed and wings. Heavy and large still a spur so On the road to the riches, more furs to grab, more niggas to kill, then birds to bag. Hit the jeweler and splurge the tab, uh, hops out the truck like trick. What up? Call me Sean if you suck, call me gone when I nut. Come That's on. the end of us. Your friend the fuck, untwist uh, and bend the up. You, you know the deal, deal. niggas talking real busy on some ball and shit. That's right. Funny how quick these pricks forget. It. Acting like I ain't the reason they traded they shit. Uh. Switch that five, cop that six. Right. It's all good. You know who the clone is, fuck the Joneses. Niggas trying yeah. to keep up no. with the cone do Filled to the rim, the notorious, K-I to the M, that's me, and MTV, no doubt, titty out like, whoa, I don't give a fuck, y'all uh-huh. know my attitude, can't stand my cologne, and stay your ass home, uh-huh. you ran your chaperone, things done changed, but we continue to reign, as the king and the queen of hip-hop, me and P.I., Frank White, still listen center of attention, I'm by his side, with the chrome fifth, playing my position, Sex, young things, from the ghetto, oh, that ow. bitch rockin' mics and high hills to level it's We taking over like Francis, no. switching our styles like the hottest new dances. See, I let y'all live a stack of little paper. Be glad I pushed my album back. I did y'all hoes a favor. It's it's so Come on uh, now. Uh, uh, What's his name?